On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we are sitting down with Jazz Takar. He and his team are the number three agents in all of Canada for Royal LePage, their brokerage. These guys sell about $150 million a year worth of real estate. They they sell over 600 homes a year. And not to mention, they put out so much content. They have such an amazing content machine, a podcast, all these graphics and, and videos on, on Instagram and Facebook. These guys have the system dialed in. Let's find out how they do it and why they do it. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 69 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I'm super stoked for this episode, all right? So uh, back in January 2019, we launched the Industry Syndicate, the first media network in the real estate industry, and we launched with about 12, well, about 15 different shows. Well, one of those shows is called REC Experience, and it's hosted by Jazz Takar. He's an agent up in Toronto, Canada, and... He's with Royal LePage, which is the biggest brokerage in Canada. It's like their Keller Williams. And they are the number three team in all of Canada with Royal LePage. Now, Toronto, I found out in this, in this interview, they have over 52,000 agents in the city. 52,000 agents. And these, these guys are absolutely the top of the top of the top of the top. Not to mention, he's an amazing guy. He's willing to share all of his secrets. His story is absolutely incredible. Just, you're going to pick up so many little gold nuggets just hearing him talk about how he got started in the business and you know how he does things on a day-to-day basis. I learned so much from this. I'm super excited for you guys to be introduced to Jazz Takar. Um, real quick, if you are new to this show, welcome. This is the Massive Agent Podcast, and I am Dustin Brome, your host. I am an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah with EXP Realty. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate. We are a proud founding member of that media network, and this show is a proud member as well. Uh, I am the... I'm all... <laughs> I'm also... Not able to talk today. That's cool. I'm actually uh, hopping on a plane here in a couple hours with the family. We're going to San Diego. If you you're going to hear this at the earliest on Thursday the 18th, I was speaking on Tuesday uh, in San Diego with a great group of agents all about real estate marketing. So that that will be, or I'll speak. Uh, let's see. I'll speak as if it's already happened. What an amazing experience that was. It was it was it was incredible. It was so nice to meet you all, and it really will be. But there you go, because uh, I'm recording this before I go. Anyways, I'm also the founder of the Massive Agent Society. That is our Facebook ads, lead generation, training, and support program. The whole goal with this, with the society is to teach you how to take full control over your own lead generation. Every business, it does not matter which industry you're in, every single business needs to know how to get new business coming in the door on a regular basis. We believe Facebook ads are the greatest, most powerful, best value uh, way to do that. And so we have a whole system in place. You could check it out at massiveagentsociety.com. We do only allow one agent or loan officer per market. Once that market is sold out, it's sold out. And now we offer lifetime memberships. This week, we've had a few more markets taken off the board forever with lifetime memberships for, for less than half of the cost of six months of coaching with Tom Ferry. 
You can become a lifetime Massive Agent Society member. Uh, more about that at the end of the interview today, but you can get the details at massiveagentsociety.com. All right. So today we're sitting down with Jazz Takar, Jazz Takar. I apologize, Jazz. Um, he, I just, I look up to him so much because he's built an amazing team. They have a media arm of their team and he's, he's all in on, on content creation. He's an amazing guy, an amazing father and, and just someone that he's so down to earth. I think you guys will get a lot from this interview. I know I did. Let's jump into it real quick with Jazz Takar up in Toronto, Canada. Hey, what is up, guys? I'm sitting here with Jazz Takar from Toronto, Canada. So this is a, this is a super exciting episode for me because Jazz is someone that I met less than a year ago, um, probably less than six months ago, actually. And and he's someone that I really come to respect and look up to as a real estate agent. He and his team are killing it. So he's up in Canada. Jazz and his team are the number three team, I believe, the number three team in Canada with Royal LePage, which is their biggest brokerage. It's like they're Keller Williams. And, and so they're absolutely killing it. And at the same time, Jazz is building this huge content machine. He's putting out so much content on a regular basis, graphics, videos on all platforms. And it's amazing to me. And so I wanted to pick his brain today and see, first off, like how he was able to build such a massive, successful real estate business and the content. What does that do for him? So Jazz, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for having me, Dustin. Uh, as you mentioned, about six months ago, uh, you and I were introduced by an awesome mutual friend we have, Justin Conoco. Shout out to him from London, Ontario, which is about an hour, hour and a half drive from where I am. And uh, Justin called me up and he's like, dude, I need you to talk to this guy. Uh, and I was like, sure, let, let, let's hook it up. Us three got on a Zoom call, Zoom video call like this. And within the first 90 seconds, I'm going to say, Dustin, I, I was like, whatever Dustin wants to do, I'm down. <laughs> like, I'm just down to do it because your energy was top notch. Um, your, your, your thought process of giving away all the information and giving away value was right in line with, with how I like to run my team and my business. And I, and, and, and I'm so glad that you and, and your partners put together the industry syndicate because we all now got connected. Like we got connected and I met some amazing people through the syndicate and really, you know, just watching, like watching what you guys are doing. Like I know you made mention with all the stuff that I'm doing, but I sit back and it might be something as small as the little teaser that you put out to your viewers and listeners. And I'm like, you know what? I like that. Cause then I get to read the comments and see what other people like. And I know you're okay with me essentially copying what you're doing. Cause we're all, we're all trying to help each other and it's vice versa. I like, I would, I feel very flattered if, someone would want to take any type of content I did, let alone want me on their podcast. So thank you so much for having me, my friend. You bet, dude. You bet. Yeah. And so you mentioned the industry syndicate. You are one of our founding member shows, REC Experience up in Canada. If you guys have not come across REC Experience yet, you definitely should. It's not, it's not just a real estate show. It's more of an entrepreneurial podcast that has a real estate perspective on it, of course, but it's a great show. And you've had some big, big guests, Scott McGillivray from uh, HGTV's Income Property. 
I love that show. Like, yeah. I used to watch that show. Like, I haven't watched HGTV in a while, but I, I watched that show every single episode. And then yeah. you had Ryan Serhant. You've had the CEO of Royal LePage. You've had... Uh, you, you had I've had, I had the CEO of um, one of our biggest breweries here as well, uh, Steam, Whistle, uh, Steam Whistle slash uh, Von Bugle. Uh, uh, Cam Heaps, who's just an amazing, amazing person, spoke about how many people doubted him uh, when he was opening up a brewery, and now it's become Can one of Canada's largest. Uh, I just finished an episode with uh, uh, Josh Altman from Million Dollar Listing LA. Um, I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag now. I'm gonna, I'm going to be doing uh, a podcast with Tracy, who uh, Tracy Tudor, who's the a uh, uh, lady uh, who's just kicking ass in LA as well. I'll be doing a podcast with her in the next couple of weeks. Uh, she's out, and so we're just we're just planning in terms of dates. Uh, and and the list goes on and on. But I really appreciate you making mention, Dustin, of that. It's not only a real estate show. In fact, we're in season coming to the end of season three now. And in our first season, probably like ten to twelve episodes in, was all real estate. So it was me on a mic just like what you're doing, talking about how to buy a home, how to sell a home, how to invest. Uh, you know, you and it was consumer-facing? That's how you started out? Totally, totally consumer-facing. Interesting. It slightly went into, within the first 10 to 12 episodes, talking to realtors as well, um, sure. just to help them kind of grow their business. And we'll talk about my team and, 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 and how that's evolved over the years. And, and then about episode like, 12 or 13, I looked over to, uh, I have a business partner uh, uh, who's been with me for a decade, Simeon, and then I have an, an executive producer, Laura Stewart, who you'll see on a lot of the intros I do for the for, for our YouTube channel and the, and the audio versions. We sat back and I was like, man, I'm kind of getting bored of this content. Like, how many times can I tell people that they need a home inspector or they need right. a lawyer up front? And and, and we sat back and, and, and they asked me the question, like, what are your real passions, Jazz? And it was entrepreneurship and leadership. And, and, and because I don't have a formal education, Dustin, and all of my education comes from a personal perspective. I have tons of books here behind me. Um, I stopped even reading books now with the evolution of podcasts. I have an hour and 10 minute drive into my office every day and back home. So for two hours... I just like consume myself with, with educational uh, topics from entrepreneurship perspective and leadership perspective. And so I said, look, because I like to learn that way, why don't we just record it, put it on video like we're doing? Well, at that time, we were just doing audio, but let people be a fly on the wall while I'm learning. So it's really no extra work that's involved. I'm learning, sitting down with the CEOs and business leaders and, and a lot of people in the real estate world, developers, um, other successful realtors, mortgage people. And so while I'm learning, what started to happen is people started to listen and say, oh, wow, Jazz, you just inspired me to do this. Or I never thought of that I can, I can have a full-time job and do something for, you know, from, from, from eight, at, eight in the evening till 10 in the evening for two hours. Two hours turns into 10 hours in a week. 10 hours turns into 40 hours. And that really started to take, it, it started to snowball where, the, as you know, Dustin, when you get messages, emails, texts, phone calls saying that you inspired someone, it really becomes like an addiction for me anyways. And I know I can speak for you. Um, 
where it's like somebody put a needle in me and it's, it's a good drug and now I can't get enough of it. I just, I, I love getting the messages of inspiring someone to even, man, even if it's just taking one small action step, it actually feels more gratifying to me than when I do a, a deal that might be worth fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to my team because I, I I hope I've implored someone to take some action. I love that. I love that. And and what I picked up from that too, I mean and I, I totally agree with you on that feeling, that satisfaction, that uh that man it, and it's hard to explain. Like when when yeah. when all of a sudden you open your DMs and <sighs> And someone's like someone that you have never spoken with before. You you don't recognize the name, and they say, "Hey, I've I've listened to your show, or I've been you know watched a video, or whatever. I learned this, or you you taught me this, and now this better thing has happened, or you know I've closed extra deals." Like you're right, it's totally it, it's hard to even put words words on it. It's it's just amazing. It's one of those things like I know I'm speaking to a fellow father and aside yeah. from seeing the smiles and the time that we spent with our kids, um, it's it's probably it's like right up there for me, right? Like the, the, the amount of time I, I don't really get a lot of time with my wife and my kids. Um, so obviously the time that I get, I really, I, I really try to hone in on that. Um, but when I get those messages, it's just as it's up there for me, right? And so that's what right. keeps on driving me to do it. Um, and, and, and so that's what I would like, if there's anyone listening and you're even remotely thinking about putting out content, video, audio, or the written word, stop thinking about it. Just do one small action step, just like you did, man. That's exactly right. Yeah. I, I kind of blacked out and all of a sudden had a podcast. Like it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've heard my story and I, I've told it before on, on this show, but I was, I've always wanted to do one. And I'll really quick, I'll do a quick little like 30 second story. I was, it was January 1st of 2018, New Year's Day. I was walking the dog, listening to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast, yeah. which is just great for online marketing stuff. And, and he was talking about podcasting and, and what it's done for his business and his brand and everything. And something about that within, within a short 20 minute dog walk, I had decided that I'm going to go back home, go into my basement office, record the first episode. Then I'm like, what should I call it? For some reason, the term mega agent came to mind. And I'm like, well, what's bigger than mega? Massive agent. And I'm like, boom, there it is. I didn't overthink it. I just freaking ran with it. And I'm like, it's just going to be about real estate marketing. And boom, I just did it and, and just ran with it. And then I just did a new one every single week. And here we are, episode. So this is going to be episode 69. And wow. It's it's just it's nuts. Um, it's by far the most powerful thing I've ever done in my career, um, as far as audience growth, impact. Um, it's so many doors have opened. Like I get paid to speak now. Um, it's it's really really cool stuff. But, and I could tell, like, like your body language changed the second you started telling that story, right? Like I saw the facial expressions. I see like you, you got that strut in you, and and if you're exerting. Yeah that much passion into something, it's impossible, in my humble opinion, that something won't come out of it because you're just putting so much into it and your intent yeah. is, is on point and you're going to get, as you already have, um, the return on the investment, you're going to get obviously a lot more than you put into it. 10x, like as Grant Cardone says, right? Like you will get 10x, um, if not more, out of something that you put in 
from from a passion perspective, right? And and you yeah. probably see it and hear it a lot too, Dustin. Like a lot of people are trying to do something that 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 gets them the quick buck, but it's not what's making them happy. And so if they went down the path of whatever makes them happy, I, I I did a post today. First thing in the morning, I got into my office and I said, man, like I really really I can't hang a picture on a wall. Like I can't. I still do. I still type like this, you right. know. And and, and so. Yeah. I'm not it's good at like, destroying. You can destroy typing. Yeah. That's all I do. Well, it's actually yeah. why I got rid of my laptop. Um, <laughs> and I just use my phone now. And this is going on for about 18 months now. It's because there's like, you know, one, 2% things that I'm good at. I just decided to go all in on that. And it was doing things like this. This I, I was excited about, just as excited about doing this podcast with you. With I have another 10 appointments lined up in the next eight hours with just phone calls and face-to-face, which I'm very passionate about. But I just went all in on that expertise of mine, which is get on the phone with people, meet people face-to-face, and love inspiring inspiration. And that's all I'm doing now. And, and, and I'm seeing a huge amount of returns. Well, let's talk about the, those returns. So, so yeah. you, you guys, I think the last number I saw was that you guys did 135 million in production. Is that right? Yes. So, so that works out to be a little over 650 transactions in 2018 that my team did. Uh, we helped. Uh, so we helped buyers, sellers, and investors. Yeah. So, so some big numbers. I, sorry, I was under the impression that you sold a lot of homes. So come talk to me once you've sold 700 and then, then I'll be impressed, okay? <laughs> We're <laughs> going to get there this year. We're on track to beat that number so pretty sure. That, that Look, is I just ridiculous. A, I have a pretty large team. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's segmented now in the last, I'm going to say, year into two separate somewhat teams. One is the, the, our sales force and then I have my media squad the REC media squad, which we'll talk about that produces all the daily content from a team perspective. I have 25 realtors. Um, we work the greater Toronto area, which is approximately, I'm going to say a uh, 75 kilometer radius. Okay. Our 25 realtors work in each of those micro markets in that 75 kilometer radius. There's probably a hundred micro markets, condo right. market. Um, and then all these small little segments. And, um, you know, the majority of our guys have been with us out of the 25, I'm going to say 19 to 20 have been with me for 10 years. I'm, and my partner, my business partner who actually manages the team more now because I'm doing a lot of the content stuff. Uh, we, we, we work hard. We, we, we're at it every single day. Um, myself, I take Sunday off all day off to kind of recharge and, and that's the family time. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, and so we've always led with education, which is really the the uh, long term play. And as both of us, I think it's safe to say we we are big fans of Gary V. Um, uh, you know, he's been spewing this for the, and we've been seeing it now really on a mass for the last couple of years, which is playing the long game. But I have to say that that's something that we were doing for a very long time, which was. Tell people that it's not the right time to buy because for some people, it's not the right time to buy right now. Yes, you might lose out on the commission today, but you'll be amazed how much trust you'll gain from the client because you were being honest yep. and looking from like looking at their best interests, which has turned out to be 10 more deals over you know a four or five year period. Not because they bought necessarily, Dustin, 
but because they refer someone and introduce you to someone else. The average person knows 200 people. If the average person knows 200 people, you now have a possible army of 40,000. In any given market, and I'll speak specifically about the greater Toronto area because I know price points and commission dollars. Um, and so, so any of your listeners, you just got to reverse engineer the numbers. But if you're, if you have a, somewhat of a sales force of 40,000 people, you just really need to do 40 or 50 deals. We all like to think, okay, I want to make 150, 200, 500,000, whatever the number is. If you just look at it on how many people you need to meet in a year, break that down to monthly, break that down to weekly. It usually comes down to you need three to four buyer, seller, or investor appointments a week. That seems like something that's doable because if you, right, if you start the year thinking, okay, I need, you know, um, close to 150 appointments, it's a big elephant. How do you eat an elephant? If you're, if you're into eating elephants is one bite at a time. And so we stress to our team, only focus on the three to four appointments that's needed on a weekly basis. And even out of the three or four appointments, only one and a half need to buy or sell or invest. And you'll essentially end up with your 40 to 50 transactions that, 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 that you need to do in a, uh, on a yearly basis. In, in the greater Toronto area, you know, the average gross net commission after you pay your brokerage is about 10K. You do 40 transactions, math is easy, you're at 400,000. Now let's see what you really probably need to do is 25 transactions. That's 25 people that have said, yes, I will trust you to help me buy, sell, or invest. And then you take care of those 25. You'll be amazed at how many people they'll introduce you to. And that's how we just grew our numbers, man. So I'm, I'm really curious because, you know, you, you've got it. I love hearing about how you guys do it now. How did you start out in this business? What were you doing before real estate? Or have you always been doing it? And, and once you started, like you know, I'm sure there was a learning curve like we all have. What did that look like? How did you get from there to where you guys are now at number three in Royal LePage in the whole freaking country of Canada? So um, I've always been, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that kid that, 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 you know, was not the, the best in school. I, I would ask the teacher to go to the washroom and not come back. I was just always been that person. I just can't, I, can't, I have a hard time sitting in the seat as I'm doing this now to you with yeah. you. I'm, I'm strongly considering like getting up and walking and do, because I, I just, I love the energy. I love, I love going out and, and, and talking and meeting with people. So I knew pretty early, like, and my parents, they, and I have two older brothers. One is, uh, you know, went through the whole university education, very smart guy. And uh, myself and my older brother uh, are, are kind of, from the same cloths, uh, definitely where what we, like what I did at an early age was, you know, I'm that kid with the paper route, started to figure out how do I get other kids to deliver the papers, give them a cut out of it and, and keep a little bit for myself, do less work. Then I went into, um, uh, retail and, and, and working in, working in a store here that, uh, which is sporting life for any of our Ontario and Canadian listeners and viewers that, just really are an amazing store from a product knowledge perspective. They really hammer down knowing, you know, what, what, why one Nike pair of shoes is might be better for a marathon runner than a pair of new balance shoes. 
So it started to get drilled into me at an early age. And I'm probably 14, 15 at this time. I was doing co-op um, and worked for free there. Knowing your product and knowing how important it is not to just try to sell people. They were never commission-based either, which I think at that age worked really well for me because I learned just to take care of the person, ask the right questions, went, to, went into banking for two, uh, after I finished high school, just barely finished high school. I knew I'm not going to college. I didn't even apply. I didn't even probably even have the grades to apply, to be honest with you. Um, Did your parents want you to go? Look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm of East Indian descent. Um, and the big thing with East Indians is they'd either be a doctor, lawyer, or an engineer. Yeah. My dad knew at a young age I wasn't going to be either. And so <laughs> I, yeah. I, got, I got work ethic, right? Like I learned it from my parents. And so I think it was easy for them to see because my dad was a taxi driver, my mom a factory worker, grade four education for my mother, grade and education for my father. So it wasn't like they had all this education, so they didn't really hammer it down on us. They wanted us, there's three sons, us to get an education because coming over from India, you want to fit in, right? And so how do you fit in? You fit in because everyone, all, everyone here is going to school. Yep, yep. So worked at the bank for two and a half years, that's where I, re- I worked for telephone. I worked in the telephone department, a telephone banking department, which is for two and a half years when you're taking about 80 to 90 calls. So Dustin would call in and say, Jazz, I need to pay my bill or I'm looking in for a, uh, looking into getting a loan, a consolidation loan, a mortgage. Um, can you move my money around? As I'm taking 80 to 90 calls, not knowing what's happening, but I really got good on the phone. Because for two and a half years, 80 calls a day, do the math. That's a lot of calls, small little things that I still use to this day, which is asking someone if you can put them on hold. So if another call does come in or I got, Dustin, do you mind if I put you on hold for a second? And then coming back on the line and thanking you for holding. Small little thing. It sounds actually really foolish that I'm even making mention of it. But there was another 50 things that I learned, little, little tactics like that, which built trust over a 10, 20, 30 minute conversation. And so after that, I, I, uh, the bank wouldn't move me around because I didn't have any education and, and they didn't want to get me out of the role that I was in because I was bringing in a lot of business. And so what happened is I, I, I wanted to move around within the bank, didn't get, didn't get the opportunity to. I went and uh, worked for uh, Acura, car sales. And uh, if, if there's anyone who's listening who's thinking about getting in sales and they're not sure where, what to do, I would strongly recommend finding a car dealership that has some really, again, I'm not talking the old, like, you know, unfortunately it has a bad stigma, like used car salesman. I was in, right. I was in the new car department, but there's a lot of good dealerships everywhere. Right. Find one that has a lot of integrity and work there if you want to get in sales. And the reason is, is because you get to really learn sales from the streets. Like car sales is one of the most entertaining fun businesses you can ever be in, in my opinion. Did that for three years and that's where I really honed my skills now. So now I had the phone training and I also had the face-to-face. Sold a couple of home, uh, cars to a couple of real estate agents at the within a month, like three agents, and learned like, wow, English was like their third language. But they're doing like enormous amount of business because I saw their credit applications. I know how much they're making. As they were buying the cars. I said, wow, English is their third language. I'm born and raised here. I, and I got some skill. I'm not all that good. I don't know anything about homes and stuff yet. Like 
plumbing and electrical. I don't know any of that. I think I can learn um, and I'm willing to. That's when I made the jump and got my real estate license. Uh, 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 met a guy who owned his own brokerage. So I got my license, met a guy who owned his own brokerage, small little outfit called the Real Estate Center. That's where REC comes from. So we just abbreviated it. Now it's, I guess it's cooler now to call it REC than the Real Estate Center. Oh, it's very cool. I'd agree with that. Took me under his wing, man. And uh, I pretty much worked for free uh, for the first couple of years with him. He was in the business at that time for about 15 years. Um, Was my mentor. Taught me everything that I know um, in terms of how to treat people well for long-term business. So I, I tell my team all the time, you meet someone, it's not the business that they're going to do with you. It's the 10 people they're going to introduce you to in the next couple of years if you do a good enough job. And at that time, it was my, myself and him. There was nobody else. Um, and, and, and so I got to spend a lot of time with him. And learning, learning directly from him gave me a lot of confidence. We then started growing out our team slowly over the years. We got to probably 50 people at once um, in our brokerage. At our, so it was our own brokerage. It wasn't, it wasn't like working for, wasn't working at Royal LePage. And then when we got to 50, we learned, man, there's this old saying like success can kill. And it really did for us because what happened is we grew way too fast. And because we started worrying about who we're hiring and, and not from a team perspective, but just the people at the front desk, the, the, the deal uh, administrators, marketing and accounting, keeping the lights on, paying the phone bills, like literally getting online and paying the phone bills. It took us a Away from what we were really good at, which was marketing, branding, and sales, like one-on-one meetings with clients. And so right. we didn't have much time. So then we took it back to about 15 people. We really shrunk and, and, and started building the foundation again. It's when we came to Royal Age. So we learned so much that we said, forget our own outfit, which was a big decision at that time because having your sure. own outfit is really more of an eagle play, right? It's my company. It's my everything. So we went under the umbrella of Royal LePage, which is Canada's largest real estate franchise, as you mentioned earlier. And they do everything now. We don't worry about the phone bill. We don't worry about checks being our trust accounts, um, anything. They do it all. And now myself and my partner, we focus on one thing and one thing only, which is growing our team with the right culture. So for us, culture is a huge thing. We're now back up to 25, um, which is for us a very good number. We think we need to get to 35 in terms of to get to number one because we're very competitive. Number three is awesome out of 18,000. Don't get me wrong. We're very grateful and blessed. But when you're this close to number one, it kind of pisses you off that I bet. you haven't been able to get to there. So I hope I answered and articulated how we got to where we are right now. Yeah. And I love that story. What what I learned from that is, is you didn't really talk about tactics. I'm going to ask you about tactics, but you didn't really talk about that. You talked about building a firm foundation of skills and understanding how to take care of people, how to speak, little persuasion tactics here and there. Um, and ultimately, you focused on taking care of people and then all the details around that, like how to do that, you figure it out. If, you, if your goal is to make sure that this person gets the best advice, the best service, 
and you meet the objective of selling their home or whatever, you're going to figure it out along the way. What are some of those so things? Much so, Go ahead. so much so, Dustin, like, not to cut you off, brother, like you, it, it, for somebody who's listening, who's doing four or five transactions a year, like I, I, I'm not sure the scope of who's out there listening and watching right now that I, I, I strongly believe the first thing that you need to do as a solo realtor, no team. And so if I was going to do this all over again by myself, I say I actually don't need the, you know, with the media squad, I'm up to 35 people now, right? So 25 realtors, 10 people in part of the media squad. And I would literally do this with two or three people. So if you're just starting out, first person you need is an assistant. I mean, someone who stays at the office from whatever time to whatever time, eight hours, nine hours a day, and they don't leave. Why? Because there's no reason as a realtor, you're even uploading a listing, um, doing comps, printing paperwork, signing, like even offers, like we do DocuSign now. Right. There's no need. So, And everything else, there's really two things as a realtor you need to focus on or a mortgage advisor, same thing, same kind of roles, is find people and help them buy, sell, or invest. That's it. Everything else is just kind of complimentary. Like I get the websites are big. Like, yeah, you need a website, but if you don't know, learn, what to say when somebody calls you, what good is the website? Right. And so yeah. people focus and I see it with my team as well. And, 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 and th this is going to sound like a broken record to them. Who really cares what color your business cards? Like, you know, <laughs> well, and, you even have one and, and even, even more so right. like in today's day and age, a business card is getting real passive, but um, yeah. like, it doesn't matter if you're if it's blue or yellow or white. It means nothing. It's what are you gonna say when you actually get somebody on the phone or face to face with them? Yes. So okay, what would you say then? Let's say let's say you're you're only doing a few deals a year, or or you're doing however many, but you want more. Yeah. You, you have room for more. Um, and and all of a sudden you're getting some new leads coming in. People are calling you. They're reaching out to you. They've seen one of your videos, your articles, whatever a referral. What do you say? Let's, let's walk through that a little bit awesome. and I love give people it. some pointers. Yeah, I love it. I, I love that you went down this route because I think this is going to bring a lot of value. Um, so lead comes in, uh, you know, you obviously thank them for calling you. There's 52,000 realtors in our greater Toronto area market. And, you know, 52,000? 52,000. Yeah, we just hit 52,000, buddy. It's a big, big. Well, actually, it's the largest. Holy shit. Dustin, it's the largest real estate board in North America, but bigger than New York. Than, yeah, yeah. The Toronto Real Estate Board is the largest right across North America. Um, and so wow. and, and here's some here's some quick math for you. I think we ended up with eighty thousand and change. Call it eighty thousand sales last year. There's fifty two thousand realtors. Do the math, right? Yeah, and yeah. even with eighty thousand, there's two N's, so it's hundred and sixty thousand uh, uh, people or tra transactions to be had. But that's only an average of you know three four deals left. Call it three and a half deals that someone is doing. It's it's right. the old adage: five percent do ninety five percent of the business. Going yeah. back to what I would say is is as I would make it quite easy if it's a call, and I would say Dustin, uh, you know how 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 can I answer your question? But to truly bring you value, Dustin, the buyer, seller, or investor, I think we need to sit down to get a better idea of what you're looking into accomplishing. We'll show you how. We might be able to help because the truth of the matter is, Dustin, my team cannot help everyone.
one. Right. We sit down for a 15 to 20 minute coffee and just kind of out of role play for a second. We no longer in our office call, uh, uh, call meetings or, or, or appointments with our clients or always coffees because a client will ask, how long will it take for, for us to sit down? As long as, you know, it takes for us to sip on a coffee and as many questions as you have. I just generally need 20 to 25 minutes to get a better idea of what you're accomplishing. So that line right there of what you're, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to accomplish and how I might be able to help, I've used that line for 10 years and it's brought the most value to the listener, to, to, to the client, because I'm only caring about what they want. It's right. not, a, I'm not, it's not self-serving. I'm not trying to buy, sell, uh, buy, uh, to help you buy a home or sell a home to you because you might not even be qualified or you might want something that I don't even specialize in. Right. So people call and say, Jazz, can you help me get a property that I'm going to Airbnb, Airbnb it out? Look, we do tons of investment transactions, but because I don't like the Airbnb, because I don't know it, it's not my expertise, I don't talk about it. And yep. I say, look, I'll, in, I'll introduce you to another realtor. If you want to talk about Mr. and Mrs. Investor, long-term creation of wealth in investing real estate, I think I'm going to be, be able to bring you some value, but we need to talk face-to-face. So the first and that, highest- That's your objective is to get them to sit down with you. In fact, if they do not sit down with us face-to-face or a Zoom call like this, like what we're doing right now, we will not move forward. So no time wasted. In fact, my team knows that we will show a client a cold lead that comes in online or on, on off a for sale sign. We will show them three properties in one, in one day. That's it. Nice. If you're not willing to sit down after the three properties, so you got to be flexible, obviously. So we show them three properties in the one day. And if they're not willing to sit down with us one-on-one, then we won't move forward in a relationship with them. Because we find, and what I've found now, this is my 50, coming up to my 15th year, that if they don't really want to sit down, I, I have no idea how to help them. Right. I don't even know if my team can help. And it's just a waste. It's wasting my time, but it's also wasting the client's time. Right. Because if they're looking for a home in Toronto for $450,000, you're not going to find that. But they heard that their cousin did it seven years ago but they don't understand what's happened to values and not their fault. They just, they're not educated, but if they're not willing to just sit down for 15, 20 minutes, and I always say, we're going to sit down for 15, 20 minutes over coffee. And, and, and if we, if you like what you hear, we'll move to the next step. If not, we waste 15, 20 minutes of our lives, not days and months. Right. Uh, What I love about this is, so this is, excuse me, this is the big difference between, those that have really systemized their business, systemized the way they treat every single person that comes in the door, and those who are starving for new business. Um, you know, people, and I've been, I've been on both sides. Um, most of my career was spent, I would do anything for anyone at any time. If they wanted me to meet, like a call comes in, hey, I want to see this house. Okay, I, I just drop everything and drive across town and do it, right? Because I needed the business. I needed a freaking sale. And, and what you don't realize until you do switch to systemize it and tell them the way it works and not, not in a douchey way, but just like, this is the process this is, if you would like to buy a house, this is the way it works. 
and and you took all the pressure off of them too. It's like, yeah, so we waste 15, 20 minutes having some coffee. If it doesn't work out, cool, you know? Making those switches helped me in my business a lot. And I'm a solo guy. I don't have a team. Right. Um, but just making that switch makes it easier for you. You, yep. you have a more consistent uh, flow of your day, more consistent process. And people, I think people appreciate the fact that you tell them how the process works because they're coming to you to be an advisor. If they knew everything, they would do it themselves. They wouldn't need you if they knew everything. So yep. you having it all laid out, I think is gold. So, go ahead. This might even sound funny to people like where I won't even now meet someone in a coffee shop unless it's the last resort. And so when you said like the douchey part, I, I, I smiled because I was like, wow, do we ever remind ourselves around here that we always need to be flexible, but as the last resort, meaning that if the client cannot come and our traffic is real bad in Toronto. That's so, what I've heard. Like in rush hours, right? And so we just, we right. tell clients, no, don't make an appointment from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Because of you, like you're not going to want to be caught up in traffic. We have a lot of people who meet us during the day, but they actually need to come to our office. Why? Because this is a place of business. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, Seller, or Investor, you're going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Let's make sure we do it right. You don't want me to do this on the back of a napkin, do you? And right. We as society are used to it. Think about it. Like, we our doctor won't come see us at our home nowadays. Like, it's not you know the the twenties, the thirties, and the forties anymore. Lawyers won't do it. Lawyers won't even talk to you on the phone if it's like a criminal corporate kind of uh, case, like without charging you a retainer. And so we're not asking for any type of checks. I always tell people for our meeting, your checkbook is safe. Leave it at home. I have nothing to sell you. Cause I don't even know what the heck you want yet. And, 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 and so meeting at the office for us has been a significant upswing in business for us because anyone who takes the drive and meets us for the coffee at our office, and that drive might be 30, 45 minutes, an hour drive. We know that they're that much qualified, willing to do business. Now right. the mindset, and I can just tell you from the place that I'm sitting now, the mindset really is, is when I'm meeting with someone, I'm not thinking about, dollars like i'm just really i'm not in fact i get surprised when they want to buy right now and they literally need to because i'm really thinking about within the next five years how many people have they introduced me to because the one deal you and i know dustin and anybody listening or watching it feels good but it's not gonna get you rich one deal is one deal like you're probably paying off bills with it like everyone else right but it's the it's the 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 five eight clients and introductions they're going to make, that is really where the wealth gets created. 100%. So I'm going to play a little devil's advocate because I get this all the time and, and I fully understand where people are coming from. They're like, well, Jazz, that's easy for you to say. You guys sell 600 plus homes. It's easy for you to not think about the commission. How do you, when you, when you were needing the commission and how did you how did you deal with it then? Do you have any tips for people who they have that need, which is totally valid? Like that's that's why you're in business. Do you have any tips for them on how to mask that or block not mask, uh, block it, um, put it in their back pocket so so they're not thinking from so they don't yeah. have commission breath. 
For sure. I mean, one is once you truly believe that you're going to be in this business for a long period of time, you actually just have to come to the realization you have no choice because all you really have is your reputation. So I'm only speaking to the people that are thinking about being in the business for longer than a five, seven, eight year period. Like if someone's just in this business for the quick buck, there's nothing I'm going to tell you and or say to you that that will make you change the commission breath. But I, I think if, if people are taking the time to listen to our podcasts and our content, Dustin, that we have people who are thinking about being in this business for a long period of time. So yeah. you have no choice. You have to put that, uh, put that aside. And there's little things that you can do, i.e., like, for example, in the greater Toronto area, we have rental deals that you can do that a lot of uh, landlords and tenants are not being serviced. It does. The check is not as big as a as a as a buy sell or invest check, commission check, but it can pay some of the bills. Okay, as you go. So, little tactical. I had I had a team member who did a hundred rental deals, which is like a record in our country. Like it's silly to do that many residential rental deals because you need lot. to do like four to four to five hundred showings to do a hundred rental deals, and the paperwork's the same. But do a few of those. Secondly, is you might need to look at yourself and say, why do you have big bills, right? And is it because you have a fancier car you're driving? Is the home too big for you? I tell my clients, you're probably buying too big of a home. It makes no sense to me why you're buying this size of a home. You, you, you don't need it. Why don't we stomach the least amount of home possible and then invest the rest? To a realtor or a mortgage person who's listening, stomach the least amount of home that you need or, and and you don't need the Rolex watches and, and the fancier belts and shoes. And then invest the rest. Just invest the rest into your own business, which is essentially investing in your own self. Right. Right. I love that. Great tips. Yeah. I, I've been on that side, man, where like you're like, please just buy something. Like make an offer I today. I need it. But I know. It, it really, if you're, if you're in, in those shoes right now and you're listening, I'm telling you, by putting your own needs away, like lock them up, leave them in the car when you go show the house. If you, if you just worry about them, that is how you get paid. That's how you get paid. And more and more and more over time, like you said, with referrals and introductions. So it's, yes, maybe it's easy for us to say, but it's also easy to do if you believe that that's how it works. Uh, And and look, and, and if you have to get a little side hustle and do something else just to, just to pay some of the bills, do that. Do that if this is the exactly. business. If this is the business that you really want to be in, you know. I hope if there's anyone listening who's just about to get their license and get started, don't do it unless you have six months of of living costs at least. If you have a year, that's the best because then locking those emotions and thoughts and feelings in the car is going to be very easy for you to do because you've got a year of breathing. Um, if anything, if you truly believe in yourself and you already got your license, man. It, if you want to invest in yourself, get a loan to, to pay some of the bills just for six months. As long as you don't be douchey, to use your word, I love that word. Um, and, <laughs> it's a great word. And have the commission breath. It will pay back tenfold um, in those referrals and introductions that I spoke about. Love it. Love it. All right. So I, we're running up on time. Two things I want to do real quick. Five minutes on, okay. I want to talk about content. So yeah. you, you guys, you, you become one of the top teams in the whole freaking country. 
And out of 52,000 in Toronto, th- that blows my mind. Like I thought Phoenix in Arizona was crazy because they have like 40,000 agents. Yeah. 52,000 blows my mind. Um, we had 40,000 like 10 years ago, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Phoenix, step up your, step up your game. Uh, it, it's just, it's bonkers. So you're one of the top agents in Canada, in North America, like what, you know, top, top of your game. Thank you. You now spend so much time and money and effort putting out content. The REC Experience podcast, definitely go find that on iTunes, guys. Uh, they're an industry syndicate show. Um, your Instagram profile, your you know Facebook, everything you do, the awesome graphics. How do you do all that? And why do you do it when you have so much business already? Um, so I wanted to make sure that we protected ourselves as a brand um, in terms of being thought of when people think of real estate. Um, as I mentioned, the evolution of the podcast, specifically what happened with entrepreneurship and, and, and leadership topics, I knew my passion would come out um, uh, and, and it would be very easy for me to talk as it is with you. Like it's just, it's like you and I having a beer right now. It's exactly how I think of my podcast, right? Um, it's, it is the number one thing I think about in the morning is the branding and the content that I, that, that I do. So I've spent probably 50% of my time now throughout the day producing content, 50% on the sales side. To me, they work hand in hand. It brings us, like it's not like one is more important than the other because they actually start to feed each other. So originally I thought we were going with this podcast and all the branding to get more business, new business. What, I, what happened really quickly is I started to meet clients because we do events, live events and seminars and educating people how to buy, sell and invest. Or we're just on the phone with our clients that they started speaking about it. So people who are already in my circle who do transactions with us, they started saying, oh, wow, we listened to this episode and we saw this guest. That started to kind of blow my mind where I was like, oh, my God, I kind of forgot about the people that were already in my network and how, how, how this was going to play with them. They love it. So then really quickly, we, we, we pivoted and made, made sure that forget about thinking about new business coming in. Let's just service the people that we already have. So we have, we have an REC insiders list, we call it, which is about 4,000, 4,500 strong. That is our community that we built over a 15 year period, just building bricks day, you know, day by day, month by month year by year, that love our content. And so I produce the content solely just for them now um, because I know how much they like the real estate stuff, but they are also business owners. They're also people who are wanting to to make changes in their lives. So the leadership content, they like listening to it. They also have younger kids, teenage kids who we know the school, the, the, the education system might not teach them to think outside the box or think inside their own box and, and, and only do what they're passionate about. So they're passing it on. They're passing on the content to their kids as well. Um, how we do it. I have, in my opinion, one of the best teams around me who literally, you know, blood, sweat and tears they put into this for something that I just thought was, you know, a, a dream and a passion of mine. And so I have a full-time copywriter, a full-time executive producer. I have a full-time uh, a videographer, full-time graphic designer. I have my business partner who, for some reason, just loves to 
uh, I should say, is okay with me being as crazy as I am and let me go bounce off walls and try new stuff. And I take it very serious. And that's why I have a full-time team doing it. We produce, we, we follow one model and it's the Bible. And I'm looking around my office because there's always copies printed, which is the Gary V content model. I, I took that as my textbook. So again, I don't have that formal education, but I knew to see something and I just execute it on it. I execute on things really quickly. It's just in my nature. I come in from a weekend like today, it being Monday, and and I had six ideas that from a sales perspective and a content perspective that they're all going to be, I look at my whiteboard in front of me, they're all being executed as we speak. That Gary V content model for anybody who's listening or watching, and I know Dustin, you, you've seen it, probably read over it a hundred times, is our Bible. We, we, we produce one macro piece of content. And then I just, I think the only thing I did different from anyone else, man, is I, I, I took it seriously. Um, and you made I, the investment. I, yeah. I made the investment financially and now I'm learning, right? Like my copywriter is so like his, his traits, his characteristics are so much more different than, than my videographer. My videographer is so is different than my executive producer. So I'm learning how to really build out this core team of mine now and, and understanding that they're going through their own shit every single day. And I got to reverse engineer what that is having a blast doing it. And like, like we mentioned earlier, man, once you start getting one or two texts and or messages or phone calls, you start to, it feeds itself right now, every day, everything's a piece of content to me. Like I, I, the opportunity is there. There's the, a reticular activator system in your brain, the RAS for short. It's when you buy a brand new car, red Mercedes Benz, you start to see the exact same car everywhere. It's, they were there before. You just starting to see them because the, the, the activator system has been activated now. Yeah. It's for me, I see everything as a piece of content. You and I were talking, I was like, Dustin, I'm not only going to share this, but I need this recording because I'm going to probably do about 22 pieces of micro content out of our, our conversation. Right. Right. I love and it. so I love it. it's it, the brand has now fulfilled the sales end of it where people are calling. And when I take a meeting and this is what anyone who's listening, this is where you, it, 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 it would go for you in a year and a half, two years. I promise you it will probably happen sooner, but I want to buy myself some time. Two years where you will sit in a meeting with somebody and they, they'll maybe started like this cross-armed, but they get real comfortable with you real quick because they saw some content you produced that was valuable. And so they come to you with their listening. They're ready to go. Uh, that's so powerful. And I could not agree more. I, I look up to you and your team as someone who... Like I'm trying to get to that point where I build out the team to help support the content because guys, even if you're a solo agent like myself, or you have a big team, content brings sales, content and branding brings sales. All right. And branding works with like, if you're running Facebook ads, <clears throat> you need to have branding to help support when people see your Facebook ad. If they recognize your logo or your face or your team name or whatever, and they've seen you other places positively, all of a sudden, boom, that Facebook ad's going to convert a hell of a lot more than if it's sure. never seen it before. So I love it. I absolutely love it. I look up to you guys. And for Thank anyone, you. you're welcome. Anyone who's looking for a great example, um, 
real quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you tell them where they can find you first. Then I have some rapid fire questions to end with because when I was, I was in Scottsdale, Arizona last week, meeting, I was uh, speaking to about 250 agents um, in the Scottsdale area and I got absolutely chastised for, for not doing my rapid fire questions on previous <laughs> interviews. I, I just forgot to do it. And, and so I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay, but cool. first, how can they find you? So um, on all po- uh, podcast platforms and YouTube, it's REC Experience. Just search it on any of those platforms. Um, on Instagram, it's JazzTacR13, the number one three. I know it's my lucky number. It's the only uh, uh, the only one. You'd think that JazzTacR was a very unique name, but in our culture, it's not. So <laughs> on Instagram, it's uh, Instagram.com forward slash JazzTacR13. Facebook, just JazzTacR. Um, and, uh, just, just take a look at the content, take it, share it, use it, take it and change the pictures with your face on it. Do whatever you want. I truly believe that, um, there's enough pies to go around. And when we all run out of pies, we will start building a uh, baking more pies. And, and so it's just a matter of uh, a time that I'm hoping that we can touch a lot more, a lot more people to inspire them to do something. Love it. And so all of those social links for to find Jazz and his team will be in our show notes at MassiveAgentPodcast.com. So if you forget how to spell his name, just go to the show notes, MassiveAgentPodcast.com for this episode. And all right, rapid fire questions. These are either oh. or. So just pick whichever one and, and roll with it. So Facebook oh. or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Have you ever been on Snapchat? Do you ever use it? No, I haven't. haven't? I haven't. I I probably should. Um, I just have a, I love how Instagram's platform works and I love that I know it so well. Exactly. Book or podcast? Oh, (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Stupid question. iPhone or Android? Uh, Android all day. I haven't owned an an Apple product. I know they're amazing. My team has them, uh, but Android. Wow, this went off the rails quickly. This was going so well. So well. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Alexa or Google Home? Google Home. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Burger, burgers or pizza? Ooh, burgers all day, buddy. Yeah. New York or LA? Ooh. Man, I'm going to go with LA. Uh, New York to me Surprises is a... Me. Yeah, look, I love New York. Um, New York is definitely Toronto on steroids. Um, But I like LA because of the time I spent in Santa Monica, uh, my wife and I, um, and I know she would choose that. And I would obviously want her with me in the places I choose. And LA, it's just... Look, man, we got we got a lot of cold here in Toronto, right? And so LA, to get that weather, I, I, I think I would go LA. I'm built in with the tan. But I like, I still like a lot of sun. Absolutely. Well, the palm trees, you don't have palm trees in New York or. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Mountains or beach? Beach. City or country? City. Mac or PC? Well, we already know the answer. It's the wrong answer. (laughs) Well, I don't own either. Hey, hey, Dustin, I don't own either now. (laughs) Right, right. I love that. So are we in a bubble real estate market? Bubble or no bubble? Uh, no bubble, uh, especially in greater Toronto area. I think it's going to get um, 
more expensive right now because of the fact we have 120,000 people coming into the greater Toronto area year over year for the next 10 years. Um, that's Immigration Canada stats uh, that are coming into the greater Toronto area. So that's uh, 1.2 million, 1.3 million in the next 10 years. We need, on a yearly basis, we need 40,000 households to be built here, um, but we're only producing 28 to 29,000. And because of that, uh, we're, we have a huge supply-demand issue. Anyone who drives to Greater Toronto Area, you'll see a lot of green space, but that, that, that's protected land. You cannot build on that land. And so we're going through what, uh, what we call the Menan. Manhattanization effect here where we can only build up, but uh, even that it's not enough anymore because we're running out of uh, parking lots. So we have an epidemic actually, to be honest with you, in greater Toronto that we don't have enough homes for the amount of people that are coming in. That's interesting. That's just a great reminder that, you know, it's all local, okay? Like whatever's going on on a macro level, depending on what it is, it affects everybody, obviously, like the cost of money, interest rates, is there a, a recession? You know, all that stuff affects things, but Toronto is going to be insulated with, with that kind of demand, like that kind of yes. demand, maybe it gets slowed down a little bit or lessened slightly, but there's still crazy demand. So, you know, it's all local. We, think, we say it all the time, like a, a couple of years ago, especially in 2017, early part of two, 2017, the indicators were just so off that the market spiked 17.2% within a four to five month period. Scary. Like we were all concerned about it. And because it went up so fast, just like anything else, it just has to come down as fast. And so now I think we're going to see a steady increase of 4 to 5% year over year, which is very healthy uh, in our marketplace. Um, and the long-term numbers tell us that there's too many people coming in and just not enough places to go around. Absolutely. <clears throat> YouTube or IGTV? Ooh, that's a good one. So if you asked me literally this question last week, I would have said YouTube, but I just started with my IGTV stuff and man, am I having a blast doing it? So I'm going to say IGTV. Love it. Yeah. IGTV is different now than it was two, two or three months ago. It's because now you get the previews in the feed. That's a exactly. huge deal. It's not like some separate hidden thing. So, oh, so Dustin and, and anybody who's listening and watching, you are going to see so much content come through IGTV on my end. It's going to be scary. My guys are producing four or five uh, stuff right now. And it's funny because I give them a checklist out of a macro, uh, out of a macro piece to get to 20 to 25 micro pieces of content. And we just added IGTV as of Thursday, no, Wednesday. And we're producing a lot of stuff that's coming through on IGTV. I really like it. Quick question for you, just based on that. What do you do on IGTV? Do you go as long as like three minutes, four minutes? What do you play with? Um, I mean, I've, I haven't done a ton of videos, but yeah, no. I, tr I don't go 10 minutes. Um, okay. Okay. Less than five. It depends on what it is, right? Like if, if you're yeah. doing a, a, a tutorial or a how-to or something and you need longer, do it. But, but yeah, three, four minutes is good. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Book or audiobook? Audiobook. Uber or Lyft? Uber. I have. I don't think I've ever taken a Lyft before. Ever. Really? I, yeah. I. I. Hundred percent. I don't have the app unless somebody else called it. I might have sat in the car with them, but Uber all day long. Man. Yeah. The accident. Uber all day long. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Ah, uh, not even close, man. Not even close. Mr. Gary, 
Nurchuk all day. I love that guy. I think um, he's going. He's going to be going down in history as the top entrepreneur uh, of of all time. Not from a financial perspective, who made the most money? Because even he says it, but I truly believe it. The, the Zucks and the Bezos of the world—they're just playing a different game. They're always yeah. going to be in the billions upon billions. I think what Gary's going to go down for me personally, and again, just in my opinion. He's going to go down as the guy who gave the most away for free. And no one's going to understand why the heck he did it. And it's because of his process. Like he just loves the process of doing what he's doing. Um, if there's no school I attended, but I'm attending the Gary V university through, through the content that he's pushing. Um, and the cool thing is, is it's out for everyone to see and anyone can execute on it. Um, I don't agree with everything that he says and or does, but I'm going to say it's very high in terms of what I've seen of him. And, and I've been watching it for three, four years. So I have a good amount of data now. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. He's, I understand people that maybe don't like his personality or, or the way he says things. I get it. Um, what really, what, what I am impressed by the most, I think, aside from how much he gives out, how much he, he cares about just giving people value. When you look at his ability for his vision to play the long game, his, his, uh, what, what's the word? His, um, just the fact that he's willing to play the long game, such insane patience. When I, when I first heard him talk about his vision for starting VaynerMedia, like his his ultimate goal is to buy the jets and he needs billions. So he starts VaynerMedia. Then he wants to build that into a machine. Then he wants to buy underpriced, undervalued brands build them up using the machine he built, flip them. Then like he, he's going to start flipping businesses soon. Oh, hundred percent. You're going to see the case Swisses of the world and the, and the bubble hubba bubbas and all that, like that he made mention to. Yeah. The, the, one of the biggest things is, is and for anybody listening is I'm telling you, I done 10% of what he has made mention to do from a branding perspective, giving things away, the content model we spoke about, like 10%. And I know it looks like it's a lot that on the other end, Dustin, and, and I really appreciate the accolades you gave me today. It, it really means a lot because I know you're watching and, and, and I want to keep my game up with everybody in the syndicate. So that really does mean a lot. As I say, only 10%, like it's given huge returns, like from a dollar perspective, but all the other stuff we spoke about, like he's been right. And I can tell totally. you like he's been right with all the stuff that he's mentioned, I never knew how much the podcast, the work, like how many podcasts are coming out now. Wow. Like everyone's coming out with a podcast on a daily basis, which is awesome to see. Cause as, as we all know, it's not who does it first, it's who does it best. Yeah. And it just makes us want to do it better and do more stuff. It's why, you know, we get the syndicate together. Um, and, and look, it, so much of what he said has come true for me personally, that um, a question like him or, anyone else. And I'm a big Tony Robbins guy. I spent a lot of my younger uh, mid twenties, I'm going to say learning a lot about Tony Robbins. I think Gary, and I know he doesn't like being dubbed as a motivational guy, but I think he's going to be our version of changing life, changing the amount of lives that Tony Robbins is. It's going to be Gary. Absolutely. Real quick. One, one app recommendation for agents and loan officers. One more. What's well, the question? A recommendation for your favorite app? My favorite app? Um, I probably use the calculator on my phone the most. 
to be honest with you, um, because I'm a math guy. I like to, when I get deals in front of me, I, it's what helps me to calculate if a good deal is happening or not. Um, I'm sure you wanted me to go down the social route, but no, that I'm, works, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy, man. So for me, the calculator is the biggest, is the best and the, the biggest and the best app because for all the teachers who said, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. Right. So you better learn math in grade school. Ah, I don't know. Maybe they're a little wrong. <laughs> a little bit. Yes. All right. And then 60 seconds or less. What's the biggest mistake you see fellow agents making? Uh, I think it's the fact that they have commission breath, that they're not going to be like, it surprises me in general, how many people don't see themselves in 10 years from now. It's the, what's my 2019 going to look like, not what's my 2027 going to look like. And so the fact that the mindset is such a short mindset, like a short span, um, it's unfortunate because we underestimate what we can do in the next five years, but we definitely also overestimate what we can do in a year. And so it's that short-term mindset, I think is the biggest mistake I see uh, agents and loan officers, really anyone in business make. Love it. Dude, great show. Thank you so much for, for being willing to take the time out of your morning. I know you're busy and you've got a shitload of content to create and, uh, <laughs> and appointments to take. That. Or not appointments, coffees. You have a lot of coffees to drink. I love that. I love that you caught that. The, uh, Dustin, that's been the that's biggest important. change in the last six months. My schedule actually so done. Right down to my, my, my executive assistant, I said to her a couple of days ago, I said, please, do not put appointment in my schedule because I want to be, I want to brainwash myself and the rest of the team to think we're only having coffees with people. And if something comes out of it, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I love that, man. Hey, thank you so much, guys. If you want to find Jazz on social, uh, any of his, his website, everything, just go to massiveagentpodcast.com, find this episode and it'll be in the show notes. Any last words, Jazz? Look, I, I think what you're doing, man, is, is amazing. Keep up what you're doing for anybody who's listening or watching, um, figure out when you can consume content when it doesn't take any extra time. So if it's net, no extra time, treadmill, taking the dog for a walk, driving a car. Uh, we on average as humans are going to drive. I think it's equivalent to a four year degree in school in our cars. So use that time wisely. It doesn't have to be all spent on personal education, something that's entertaining and we all need escapism. Um, but find uh, a place where you can uh, 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 gain some personal, personal education. Dustin, thank Love you it. for having me by the way, buddy. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for being on the massive agent podcast, man. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Well, I hope you guys were taking notes. Or because I learned so much, like notice how they don't do appointments. They don't do meetings anymore. They do coffee. The whole goal with, with that whole system that he described is he's removing the pressure. He's removing this, this, uh, intimidation factor, so to speak with, with new clients. Like he just wants it to be casual and low key so that they feel comfortable. If, if your clients, if your, if your prospective clients feel comfortable, they will meet with you. Okay. If you make them feel comfortable, and and not overwhelmed or intimidated, you will have more appointments. That's what these guys have done to it. Like they have, it's so dialed in. I love it. So there's a lot there. Maybe go back and listen to it a second time. I'm going to listen to it a second time. 
great stuff. So Jazz, thank you. If you guys want a link to any of his social accounts, go over to massiveagentpodcast.com and click on episodes and find episode 69. All of the links on how to find him uh, are in the show notes for this episode. Now I have, I mentioned this on a previous show, but I get so many questions about what I use to create those square videos on Instagram. The ones with with the white bars on the top and bottom and the video in between with the text on the top and the bottom and then the scrolling red progress bar going along the bottom. I do not use an app for that. Uh, I believe there's an app out there that does it, but I do it on my desktop. It's a program called ScreenFlow. Massive, go right now to check out this program. I love it. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash ScreenFlow. And I use this for my video editing. So I just create a template for that, that square Instagram thing. And then all I have to do is replace the video and change the text and then resave it as a new, as a new file. So I don't have to recreate it every time. Um, amazing, amazing product. It's very user-friendly, um, with the new update they just did to ScreenFlow eight. It's, it's incredible. So I, I highly recommend it. I've been using it for about two or three years now, but, um, ScreenFlow is actually what I also use to edit my podcast and my flash briefing. So you can do all the audio editing within ScreenFlow as well. So if you're looking for a program that will do great, but easy to use video editing and audio, and you don't want to have a bunch of different programs, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash ScreenFlow. It's like a hundred bucks, 130 bucks, something like that. It is well worth it. I promise you it's a one-time purchase, then you have it forever. And that is what I use. So there you go. Thank uh, Guys, thank you for listening to the show. Um, I know we went a little bit long with this interview, but I didn't want it to stop. There was so much good shit being, being shared by Jazz. Uh, what an amazing resource he is. Go listen to his podcast, REC Experience. You can find it on iTunes. Uh, you can find a link in our show notes on massiveagentpodcast.com. Great, great stuff. And he has some big, big name people on his show as well. If you have not yet subscribed to this show, please do, especially on iTunes. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we come out with a new episode every Thursday morning. If you're not subscribed, you have to remember that there's a new episode. If you do subscribe, you get a notification. If it's Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever else you listen, it it automatically downloads the show and notifies you so you don't have to remember because so, we do have a new show every single Thursday and it helps us out whenever you subscribe. It it notifies or not notifies. It's a sign or it's a, an indication to iTunes that this show is in demand and it helps our show reach a bigger audience. So please subscribe for you and it helps us. So thank you for that. And uh, just following up on last week's show about websites, I had a bunch of questions about websites. The website company that I use is called Easy Agent Pro. And if you use, if you go right now to massiveagentpodcast.com slash EAP, you can get, uh, first off, your, your setup fee is waived. When I got started over three years ago, uh, it was $500 for a setup fee. The setup fee is waived. There is no setup fee. Uh, use that link. And you'll also get a game plan session with them where they're going to walk you through what it does and help you figure out your strategy. And that's totally free. But make sure you use massiveagentpodcast.com slash EAP to schedule that and to see if, if Easy Agent Pro is a good website fit for you. It might not be, but it's worth checking it out. It's what I've been using for over three years and I swear by it. I don't think there's any better value in the real estate industry than Easy Agent Pro. So there we go. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. We are a, a proud founding member of the Industry Syndicate, the first, the first media network in the real estate industry. 
All of our shows and flash briefings and podcasts can be found at industrysyndicate.com. And uh, just a quick legalese, some of the links mentioned may be affiliate links, which means that if you choose to make a purchase, we would earn a small commission at no additional cost to you. These, we may have an affiliate relationship with these, with these vendors, but it does not influence our uh, objectivity in any way. I only recommend things that I personally use and believe in. Please understand, uh, I do have experience with all these products and services. I only recommend it because I use them myself. I believe in them. Do not spend any money on these products unless, unless you feel that you can benefit from them and, and they can help you achieve your goals. All right. You don't need to do it just because Dustin says do it. If it doesn't fit what you're trying to do, don't. So there you go. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week.